At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You know, normally when I had that pre-roll to talk about rational thoughts, I always say, oh, yeah, but not this person. Well, we've got a very interesting guest today. It's, uh, it's if you know, this is not safe with friends, NSF, right, or kids, whatever. Um, we've got a uh, an author on. Um, she's also a comedian, podcaster, single mom, business owner, and is the founder of the Mentally Kill Project. Life is short, very serious. She takes the phrase, life is short, very seriously. Um, she spent her early 20s teaching classes on how to better please your partner at an adult club, which really boils down to the essential things, which is communication and seduction, which can be used for business as well, of course, but we'll see if we get that far. Um, so in order to write her book, uh, The Whole Handbook, um, she's rewritten it. It's going to be a more matured level coming out in June. So um, if you're watching this uh, before June, stick around. We'll have some links and ideas in the show notes. If it's after June, go and get it. So welcome to the show today, C.A. Knubel, also known as Christiane, but she likes going by C.A. because some people don't know how to say Christiane, apparently. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And it's true, they don't mess my name up all the time. <laughs> I, no, no problem. Other than the idea of wanting to hear about the whole handbook, um, why should people listen to us today? Uh, because I will educate you on the difference between a whore and slut, and I will just teach you how to be a more pleasing person for yourself and for others. Yeah, so. because, you know, hoes get a bad rap, huh? We got to have a, uh, what you said, a top-tier hoe, right? Yeah, hoes are top-tier, and a lot of people don't understand that. Sorry, I just dropped well, something. Tell me, t- explain that to me so I can uh, clarify right. with the audience then. So here's the common misconception. People hear the word hoe and they think it's somebody who's like a homewrecker or somebody who is just sexually promiscuous with anybody that's around. And that is not necessarily true. It's very hard to, let's say, bag, for lack of a better word, a hoe. You know, um, you have, I'll tell you the difference right now between the three. You have yeah. sluts, which their key phrases are anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yeah. They're in it for the love of the game and go do you, but just get tested. That's all. Tread carefully. Okay. Every day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have your whores. Whores are in it for some kind of compensation. You're not getting any play unless they're getting something in return, whether it's dinner, hair and nails, $40 for their electric bill, which they will promptly ask you for once you leave or before you get there, you know, mm-hmm. or even drinks at a bar. They are getting something in return for right. giving you some action. Then you have hoes. Hoes don't want anything in return because they don't really mess with a lot of people. We keep a roster. You know, it's a refined slut is the best way to look at it. Um, okay. So the, for the example, first one was a slut that anything, anyone, anytime, anywhere, always, yep. anywhere, anytime, but just you? No. Well, yeah, just you. You could be a hoe for anyone or a hoe for someone's son. So you're, yeah. you're a hoe no matter what, whether you're in a relationship or not. But uh-huh. it's hard to get with a hoe because there are a lot of stipulations. We keep a roster. If you're not on that roster you're not messing with the hoe. And there's an extensive application process. We signed NDAs over here. You know, you're not telling anybody what happened here. Yeah. You have NDAs? Yep. Really? I make all of my partners or my roster members sign NDAs. And and uh, what's the repercussion if they don't abide by it? They post something on Instagram or something. They oh, also. Like lawsuit? It's a lawsuit. Yeah, it's a legal document. As long okay. as a third party witness is there when you both sign, it's a legal document. Wow. And really that just protects from, you know, let's say explicit pictures that you share between the two yeah. or conversations. So, yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. So you spent your early 20s teaching classes on how to how to be a more, you know, attentive partner or whatnot. Um, where did that come from? You have any any uh, good story about how you got into this? Honestly, it was it just kind of fell into it. Um, I was never very confident in school. I was never very sexually active. I mean, I didn't even mm -hmm. lose my virginity until I was about 18. So um, mm -hmm. once I went to college, I was like, I don't want to be this unconfident, undesirable person anymore because I felt that way about myself. But when I went to college, I was hours away from home. I'm like, reinvention time. And that's exactly what I did. I became this confident, you know, sexually driven person. I had my slut phase, which everybody should have. But during that phase, I would take notes. It started with, you know, my phone, put notes in my phone, but then it went to a little notebook that I would carry around with me. And I'd put notes in like this guy, these types of men, trash. Here's why. You know, I would like break down people's behavior because I've always loved to study human behavior. I wanted to be a detective. That's kind of what I wanted yeah. to do. So I would study facial expressions, body languages, go to parties, mm -hmm. watch people in action on their own. You know, not that kind of action, but like, you know, talking and flirting and things like that to see how and why people behave certain ways, because we all have certain traumas and things that we've gone through that cause mm -hmm. us to behave a certain way, whether to ourselves or other people in or sure. out of the I have so, so many questions. Yeah, let's start, when with, I, let's start with the easy ones. Um, so does anybody like ever fall in love and get jealous with your roster or what? How does that work? It's happened. So yeah. with my roster, we make an agreement um mm -hmm. before we get into anything, and it just kind of outlines like this is what I want to get out of it, this is what you want to get out of it, these are my absolute no's, these are your absolute no's. For me, it's a lot of like do not add me on social media. We are not friends because I'm not friends in any type of way with my roster members. It is literally just physical and that's it. There's no pillow talk. There's no awkward Netflix and chill type of thing. It's literally get in, get out. I give them a high five. I call them champ and give them a locker room pat on the booty on the way out just uh -huh. to set the tone. <laughs> so is it? So it's actually just more of a, a, a chemical releasing as there's no true emotion with it, right? Absolutely. I don't have, well, I don't have an emotional attachment to physical play. Uh, I've yeah. been through some traumas that caused me to not have that reaction and mental health conditions, yeah. obviously, but I can't connect with somebody that way. So I don't have physical situations with people that I connect with in an emotional way. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. It's a very confusing situation for a while. It was trying yeah. to nail that I'm down. Sure. A lot of people listening, they might not, they might not get it either. I got, yeah. I've got a good referral for you on a, on a, on a woman who's a, a good friend of mine. And uh, you know, we all know what a MILF is. She's got a um, a project coming out called The Guilt Then, Grandmas. You know, and nice. she's a good looking grandma. Gotta, I gotta say it, right? Yeah, so. My mom is too, so yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Very good, okay. All right, so emotional detachment, that's easy for you because of your history. Um, What about some, and the guys that sign things, what if they, they can't abide by that? What, what do you do if they, if they fall in love or something or wanna, you know, take you to dinner? Well, thankfully, like all of my roster members are very open with that kind of stuff. And it has happened. It's happened a few times. What right. I usually do is I offer a break. You know, let we'll take a break on this, you know, mm -hmm. dial back to it. And if you still have those feelings, and unfortunately, this is going to have to end because I don't right. like to hurt people. I'm not toxic. I keep it very, very open and very clear with what right. I want and what I don't want. And uh -huh. honestly, 99.99% of my roster members, I don't want a relationship with them. Right. Um, so... I keep it very clear and very open for that reason. I don't want to hurt anybody. So if they yeah. start developing feelings, I'll give that a break immediately. Or if I start noticing the signs, 
Because I yeah. notice the signs. Remember, I study human behavior, so I'll notice yeah. the signs. Right. And then I'll I'll start to take a break. I don't ghost. I'll say, hey, I'm going to be busy for the next couple months, you know, so I won't be around. Yeah. But yeah. in reality, like I'm just putting you on the back burner because I know that you're starting to develop feelings and I don't want you to do that. You know, right. I'm kind of, I'm grooming you for your future wife. Your future wife is yeah. not me. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Very good. Like a, a, a muse or a, uh, you know, a yeah. contra professional that would help you get, become a better lover. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you decided to write a book about this, the hose handbook. Yep. What stimulated you have to write a book about this? I mean, it's your life, but you want to help others? Yeah. So when I finished that slut phase in college, I ended up going through trauma and coming home. I had a lot of issues with respecting men. So I was on a whole toxic rampage. I mean, I developed a three-day block rule that was in the original book. It's been taken out. Works every time, but it's very toxic. So things like that. I would I took all of the little notebooks that I had because mm -hmm. this was during the time that I met a friend of mine who introduced me to the club that I eventually started teaching classes in because I just loved how uh, private it was. You couldn't take a phone in. There's no cameras anywhere. It's very right. private, but also people tend to get very open when they know there's no chance of being recorded. So it was the best place to see people in the most natural state you could sure. to study. So yeah. I loved it. And I took more and more and more notes. And then finally, I just compiled all of my notes. And I've always wanted to be an author, something that mm -hmm. I love to read and I love to write. So I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to publish this. And I did. Mm -hmm. I published it on my own. I think I was maybe 19, if that. Yeah. And, you know, I um, never told anybody, especially mm -hmm. my mother. I didn't want my mother to find out I wrote a book called The Ho Handbook. Because at this time, we didn't have the relationship that we do now. You know, yeah. now she's like, you got merch. And I want a shirt. And I'm like, do you want go be a hoe and make me proud or honorary homie? She's like, you could just make me an additional one. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I could say these things to her now. Whereas then it was like, right. oh my God, what if my mother finds yeah, out? Right. And then I had my son shortly after. So I definitely just put it on the back burner and just was a single mom. So I just had to sure. focus on that. And until I started my comedy three years ago, honestly, the book was just in a box uh -huh. on the side. And then I took it out of publication. Um, when I started my comedy officially, yeah. because uh, I didn't want people to have my jokes or the, you know, answers and things like that before yeah. I was presenting them. So, yeah. Okay. So let's get into the, into the weeds here on this thing. So um, this is for women, right? It's for men and for women. But they're not called hoes. We're called playas. I mean, isn't there a, a difference in the, in the male female dynamic here with this kind of thing? I mean, I, there is a section in my book where I break down like sluts and other names for sluts and like hoes yeah. and other names for hoes and things right. like that, like male and female terms. Um, mm -hmm. But it is for men and for women. It's just called the hoe handbook because I am not a hoe or some hoe. I'm the hoe. That's how people know what they're reading. This is my handbook, you know, right. for everybody. So it's not just, okay. you know, for women or for men, because I like to call myself ambisextrous. I swing both ways. So hide your yeah. husbands and wives, you know. Okay. That's a joke, obviously, but you know. <laughs> um, okay, so how many women are like comfortable with this type of lifestyle? I know men, a lot of men will be, I'm sure, but it seems to be, I'm guessing that less women, or you find it once they're open, it's different. I mean, once they hear what the book is actually about, mm -hmm. they have a different mindset about it. They get excited about it. Like, I need to hear this, or if I, you know, I'll go on a live stream sometimes and I'll talk about what you get from the book. And then they're like, yeah. I need a copy of this. Cause not just yeah. about sex. My book is how to please and be pleasing. 
being pleasing has nothing to do with sex. That's just who you are as a person. Are you confident? Are you, you know, are you a good person? Do you establish good rapport with the people around you? Or do you come off as wet sock energy? You know, that's what I like to call it. That's the phrase I use in the book. Are you wet sock energy or not? You know, Mm -hmm. so because there's so much more offered than just like sexual jokes or sexual Mm -hmm. uh, education, people tend to love it, male and female. So Right. Okay. So what what were some of the um other than not being a wet sock? How do you take someone who um is has a very narrow view of the world and open them up to this world? Through comedy. Yeah. You make a joke out of it. Clever yeah. rhymes, clever little statements, and okay. they start to inch into it. And then, you know, laughter and comedy is the best way to open anyone up to any kind of topic. You make yeah. a joke about something, then you can open the door once they start laughing to whatever you want to say after that, because they're already paying attention. <laughs> Great. So you've already you've already consulted other other people with this lifestyle, yes? Or yeah. Okay. Yep. So obviously we're not gonna mention names, but I'm really curious about like one of the most challenging stories you would have had helping someone come out of their shell or get comfortable with their body, whatnot. Do you have any uh, good stories you can share or one one good story? Yeah. So I actually had a woman, she was in her mid-50s. You know, she had never really been open about her sex life. She had never been satisfied by her then ex-husband. They had just gotten divorced. Mm. She was really feeling like crap, honestly, because, you know, women tend to rely on their husbands to tell them that they're beautiful or give them compliments. When in reality, you have to do that for yourself every day. So it was just really me reminding her every day, send me a selfie. I want to see a selfie. She didn't care about the selfie and she grudgingly like, but over time it got her to be like, okay, let me get up. Let me put eyeliner on, you know, let me fix my hair. Let me brush my hair and send this selfie to her. So she'll leave me alone. But after a while she was doing it just because it made her feel good to look at those pictures and watch the progression. And you can Mm -hmm. kind of see the attitude change, even in the smile in the picture. First it was just like, and then you slowly see the smile until the last one. It's like, you know, and that's the difference in it. Um, so that was honestly the best way that I helped her was through selfies. I mean, everybody, it's different, but for her, she didn't like her picture taken. She didn't want anybody yeah. taking her picture. She didn't like wow. this, 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 and this about herself because those are the things that her husband told her were negative about her, you yeah. know, which for any husbands listening, do not ever say anything negative about your lady. Okay. Yeah. Start there. Yeah, not, even, not even joking. Sometimes jokes will get you in more trouble. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. Listen, if you say it in a joke, a lot of the times you're already feeling it. It's not really a joke. You're just making it sound funny. So you lessen the blow and don't hurt their feelings as much. <laughs> so in your opinion, CA, um, I'm, I'm looking at this from a very like uh, anthropological standpoint, right? I, I look at like, you know, all the things in our, in our bodies and brains that are, are driven for, um, you know, sexual intimacy and propagating the species. It goes back to a lot of DNA stuff. Yeah. Why in, in this culture, especially, is there's a whole taboo where you can't talk about things. Why is such a beautiful, fun thing? Nobody's allowed to like talk about it, share it, or even get specific about it. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that's because we come, we're still kind of leaving the religious era where it wasn't okay yeah. to be promiscuous. Right. It wasn't okay to even right. have sex out of marriage. Little about it. I mean, right. I'm 32. I never got sex education from my parents. We didn't talk about those things. Right. So we're now moving into an era where we just don't care anymore. You know, we'll talk yeah. about anything, you know, mm-hmm. which can be a bit of a problem because people talk about it a little bit too much. But it's sure. it's a good thing because now it's easier to say, hey, I provide education on this. Do you need help? And people can actually say, like, 
I kind of need help in this area. I'm struggling, yeah. you know? Right. So it, it, that's, I think, is the difference where we came from an era where it was just very religious, very tight knit, closed mouth. Right. And now it's not so much. We're starting to move into the new, the new yeah. now. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Why do you think, I mean, this is a way out there question, of course, if you don't have an answer, no big deal, move on. But why do you think religion has such a hard time talking about it when they, they, they you know, originally in the Bible, it's begat and begat and then, you know, 200 wise and all this. It was very popular way early. And then something happened where like, you know, we don't even talk about it in the, in the home. Why, how, why do you think they did that? Well, I think that stems a lot to, and I hate using this phrase, but you know what? I'm not even going to use it. People who literally use the Bible as a way of life, where it's meant to be a guide. It's not meant to be you follow page by page by page, line by line. Right. It's supposed to be used more as a guide to teach you, to make you a better person to other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. but instead we have now these, I consider churches to be like clicks, honestly, sure. because yeah. you get into these churches and they're like, this is the way you will be, or you can't be a part of this, which yeah. is not religion at all. That's not the way it's supposed to be, but unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've seen it, I've been through it myself where I tried to go to church and they mm -hmm. just, you know, I have tattoos and even though I kept them covered, they seen a Facebook picture or something yeah. I said, or my book. And they were like, you can't do any of this. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm the kind of person like, well, I'm going to do this. So we've got one yeah. of two options. You can get bent right. or deal yeah. with it. Those are the two options, you know, right. but a lot of people right. aren't like that. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. And then it's closed yeah. mouth again. Uh -huh. You know, we need more people that'll stand up for what they like yeah. or what they believe in instead right. of following blindly behind what somebody else tells you, because there's no perfect people out here that could say, Hey, follow me like law because I know everything. Nobody knows right. that, you know? Right. So it's, yeah. it's just remembering that not everybody knows there's no guidebook on how to live life. You know, there's no step-by-step -step process on how exactly to be a great human or have a yeah. good time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. 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 People it's, forget it's, that. Very, it's very strange. Cause obviously, um, you know, it's it, making babies, making the human race continue is very important, uh, let alone the chemical and the health benefits of it. So it's, it's very funny that, you know, oh, I can't talk about that. It's like, why? It just always makes me like, why can't I talk about it? You know, it's like, it's just weird to me. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, yeah. And again, I think a lot of that stems to that religious mindset that a lot of yeah. people were raised in. So as the newer generations come in where it's not as, you know, religious, heavily religious in that way yeah. in the home, it's starting to get yeah. a little bit better with people talking about right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, if somebody is, is curious about becoming better communication and seduction, and we can leave the whole word out for just a moment. Um, what's okay. uh, one tip? That's okay. We'll come back to it. What's uh, one tip you can give somebody to connect better with their partner or stranger for that matter? Um, well, for your partner, it's to remember that your partner signed up for you completely, mm -hmm. including all of your traumas, all of your issues, all of the ins and outs of you. So don't be mm -hmm. afraid to tell your partner when something is not good or when something right. is bad. It's all in how you say it. We don't talk down to our partner like, you're trash, this is why. No, yeah. I think we can improve on this if we tried. It's all in how you talk to your partner. You should never talk negatively or down to your partner. That's your right. teammate. You're, that's basically once you get married, the other half of your body. That's why yeah. we have a lot of divorce. People sign up too early for that person to be yeah. the other half of our body. We didn't even figure ours, figure ours out yeah. yet, you know? Right. That's why you see a lot of divorce. But as for people who are and want to connect better with people outside of a relationship, just in general, every time I walk into a room, that room is now there for me. It doesn't matter what they were there for before. They're there for mm -hmm. me. 
Because when you give off that kind of confidence, when you walk into a room, people want to talk to you. You don't have to approach anyone. They will approach you because yeah. immediately you're drawing their attention. You don't even have to be loud. I don't say anything when I walk into a room, but everybody turns around and it's not because yeah. I look the way I look. It's because yeah. you hear me come in number one heels goes a long way, but also because I stick, you know, my head up, my chest is out and I look confident in where yeah. I'm going to, you know, that's a lot. Once you give yeah. off that energy, it doesn't matter what you say after that. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's all about confidence. That'll be as funny as you, but yes, it definitely helps to be confident. Of course. That's great. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate that. Sure. Um, books coming out in June and it's called the whole handbook. So whether you are a whole or no one, it's probably a good book to re refer there. So thank you very much for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. It. You bet. <laughs> All righty. And that concludes the episode for today. Um, don't forget, show notes below. Her link for her book is there. Check it out. This is your host, Doug Crow. We'll see you next time.